Hi. Okay, yeah, we got a new we. <laughs> like I was saying, we. It is our cat. It is our cat. We got, got a new titty. I think we've decided on the name Pepper. Yes, I think we did. Pepper. Oh my god, she's the... so. There was this Facebook post, and like, oh, that was my dog. Yeah, there might be many noises. <laughs> so many things happening. But there was this Facebook book post, and someone just dumped four kittens at the cemetery. Like, left them food and water, and um, turns out, like, the lady who picked them up and was like, I need to get rid of them. I just wasn't going to leave them outside. Um, I know her, and so I reached out to her, and I was like, okay, which ones are female? Because I don't want another male, so they're not, like, spraying everywhere. Mm. Um, Do you hear that? Oh, my God. (laughs) So we went and got Pepper. She's pretty dude. She is pretty fucking cute. I love her. Even though she already shat in my floor. She shat on your floor and she hissed at me. <laughs> She's like, get the frick away from me. Yeah, she does not love me. I kind of have a feeling Remus was being a dick. I do too. Like, I just have a hard time thinking that this sweet little innocent baby could be an asshole. Unless Remus was like, fuck off. Yeah, maybe. Establishing his dominance. But I'm going to have his nuts cut off now, so. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to week two of Suicide Awareness Prevention. Oh, Suicide Prevention Yikes. Awareness Month. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Ish. Well, yes, yay, because we're spreading awareness and prevention. Anyway, mm. moving on. How have you been? Let's not talk about that. I had therapy today and it unleashed some stuff, let me tell you. I really appreciate my therapist because she gets real with me and like there are some things I say and she just looks at me and she's like, Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, like she calls me on my shit pretty hard. So my last, not even my full last week, like last week was pretty good, but like the last four days. <gasps> oh, hi, Pepper. Oh my God. Do you want to come across? She looks so cute right there. Where's your phone at? She's fucking running away. The way she runs is so funny. She, oh my god, scurry. She scurries. She's like, <laughs> it's like that TikTok. And as soon as you said it, all I could see was that TikTok of like these little ghosts running around. I was like, that's fuck boy. Yeah, <laughs> all she, I could see. she literally just like, so cute. But yeah, my last four days have been an absolute fucking shit show in every aspect of the words. How have you been? I've been fine. Let's talk about you. I don't know. I think I need medicated probs. But for what? Like ADD. I swear to God, TikTok has me diagnosing everybody with ADHD right now. Yeah. At first I thought it was ADHD. And then you were like, Emily, you're like not hyper. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm just really depressed. So ADHD. (laughs) I can't focus on shit. So it doesn't have to be hyperactivity. It's also hyper focus. Becoming hyper fixated on specific things that you like. And lacking attention. I have literally all of the symptoms of ADD or ADHD. Do you think we should go get tested together? Oh my god, what a cute pot idea. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I wish no, everybody but... could see the fucking face you made after you said that. I'm having a very difficult time like focusing on just about anything. Do you think it's like like we definitely probably have ADD or ADHD. That's a fucking given. But do you think it's also like grad school burnout? Cuz I'll tell you what, right now I don't even want to fucking read any of my any of my chapters. I'm just bullshit through. I had to have a professor unlock four assignments cuz I just fucking missed them. I don't know if it's really that. 
I feel like I'd be burnt out either, even if I had things to do or not, you know? I don't know. Let's do Zoom. I sent Juanita a girl's vacay. We were going to take one. I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, I do know. Lots of things happened. Also, there's never, like, it's been very rare since I started Crisis Response again that we're off call at the same time. You know? Like, it just works out because there's only three of us. Like, one of us is on call when the other one isn't. Mm-hmm. So, there's two. Oh, my God. We're going to keep doing that. Every time she makes a noise, we're, we're going to be like, oh, my God. A pepper. I pepper. Just... Pepper. Okay. Oh, my dog. She's pulling with her tail. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, in, like, um, the spiritual realm. Pepper is used for protection and to ward off negativity. And so I feel like that's very fitting with what I need in my life right now. Be gone, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be real honest with you. We don't have any fucking questions. Mm-mm. Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't fucking post anything. That's why. Um, Your mom, we have lots of things from Angie, but... um. She got us these bath bombs. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't do that. Oh, there was the pepper. She got us some bath bombs with rings in them. They're pretty mm-hmm. cute. Um, Jesus. No, she sent a lot. Oh, my God. Uh, holy fuck. Jesus. And my dad. Um, okay. Do we want to do mom corner? Are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, so one thing my mom did is when she was starting to process my dad's suicide, she kind of started writing like she cr- called it survivors of suicide SOS. And so like she started writing through our experience and what that was like. And so she kind of redid the seven stages of grief. Um, and I do want to share this because whenever you go to a funeral home, they always give surviving family members a pamphlet that gives you the seven stages of grief. Um, so what she did was because there were five of us at the time. So if you take the seven stages and multiply it by the number of people in your home. So for example, our home was five. So multiply that by seven days of the week and multiply that number by the number of weeks in a year, multiply that number by the number of years that have passed. I'm not going to do the math. That's a lot. Um, but it's, it's more than seven stages. Mm -hmm. Like you have Five, so in our home, five different people's people's five different people going through the seven stages of grief at different times. And so it just like, it's not just seven stages of grief within your household mm-hmm. is what she was getting at. Um, uh, I don't want to read that one. So here's her. Did you know, <laughs> if you keep your cool when being criticized, you're more likely to have high self-esteem, but if you become aggressive and lash out when receiving criticism, you might be a narcissist. The more you know. Mm-hmm. So there was mom corner. Thanks, mom. Just keep in mind that was not <laughs> diagnostic criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. Do we need the disclaimer? Eh. <laughs> All fucking 12 of our listeners might get mad. Oh, my God. <laughs> our 12 listeners. Four of them being me, you, and Chris. I actually didn't listen last week. I didn't either. Chris did, which is weird. What the fuck? Chris never listened. Christopher. What do you think about our episode? 
Yeah, no, we didn't even talk shit about him in that episode. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> so, um, since that's the extent of our questions, we are going to continue on um, our topic this entire month of suicide prevention and spreading suicide awareness. Um, slight trigger warning. Oh, full trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Or slight, whatever. So, we're going to talk about some stuff that might ruffle your feathers. Be triggering. Take care of yourself. Water yourself and your friends. And if at any point this episode is too triggering, obviously turn it off. We're not doing all this for the the listens. Um, as much as we appreciate them, if it does get triggering, do not continue to listen to the episode. Um, Wait, I have to say something. What? Chris and I took the kids to the Willow Tree Festival. Oh my god, dude. There's so many noises. Did you guys have fun? Yes, it was very hot. Avery dropped her nachos. Very dramatic. That's about it. It was good. Yeah. They came back and they were tigers and like they, they did Yeah, they had their like, little faces painted and then they saw a couple magic shows and they've been doing magic tricks ever since. <laughs> but it was like the first real excitement they'd had after a really long and hard week. Mm-hmm. And I was on call, so it was like either stay home and just fucking sit here with me or go to the Willow Tree Festival. Mm-hmm. But they had a blast. They had so much fun. There's a little Mew that's just... And now Gypsy's like, help! (laughs) So dramatic. Oh my god. Anyways, that's all I had to say. Went to the Willow Tree Festival and it was fun. The pictures were so fucking cute. I was so sad I couldn't go. I've actually never been to the Willow Tree Festival. No? Mm -mm. I've only gone a couple of times. I just... It's really hard for me to justify driving that far. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) I wonder if you can hear it. I mean, she's not being very quiet. She's making her issues known right now. She is loud. Singing the song of her people. <laughs> Help! <laughs> Can you imagine, like, this poor little kitty has been so traumatized. Like, obviously, like, she's okay with dogs. She's okay with kids. Like, so she must have been around some people. She's well-fed. She's litter box trained. She's on dry food. You know, so th- she says... <laughs> Pepper. So, I mean, she went from, like, being in a home to being dumped in a cemetery to being, like, picked up and with all of her brothers and sisters and then being separated and now brought to another home. Mm -hmm. This poor little kitty's like, what the fuck? So. That's all she sounds like. She's not like, what the fuck? (laughs) She might be. Okay. It'll be an adjustment. Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. What are we talking about this week? So this week, um, we are going to talk about suicide contagion, suicide clusters, and copycat suicides. So these are pretty, they're alike but different. They have a lot of similarities. Um, so let's start with looking at, well, let's talk about connectedness first, because that's going to be what ties it all together. Sancho. So welcome. We did research together today, so we're going to share it back and forth. What is this website? SPRC.org. Okay. We're doing connectedness. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is from the CDC. 
It says the degree to which a person or group is socially close, interrelated, or shares resources with other persons or groups. This definition encompasses the nature and quality of connectedness both within and between multiple levels of social ecology. Oh my god. Ecology. Including connectedness between individuals, connectedness of individuals in their families to community organizations, and connectedness connectedness among community organizations and social institutions. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It's it's like the being of connectedness between you and another person, between you and a unit, between a unit and a community. Yep. And society and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically what it's saying is like, it's just the level at which a person or a group of people is intertwined with their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you hear that little sneeze? It's like, oh God. So I figured we should start with connectedness because that kind of shows like where we're going with contagion and yeah, copycat suicides. Because there really can't be a contagion or... I mean, anything like that without the connectedness. Yeah. So let's start with, so the, the one thing that I found, and I haven't heard of this, and I've done a lot of studies in suicide prevention. It's called the Werther effect. Um, and so the Werther effect occurs when a publicized suicide is correlated with an increase of suicides. Um, and so that kind of is like the basis for what we're talking about here. And they're not always publicized. Um, but it's like when a suicide's made public. So like when a media outlet, so let's say, um, I always go back to Miss Alliance. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. when she completed a few years ago, it was in the newspapers, it was on Facebook, you know, and it wasn't like a largely publicized thing, but in our little communities, like it rippled through Alliance, Shadron, Scottsbluff. I mean, it rippled through. Well, and she went to school in the Lincoln area. It wasn't Lincoln. Was it Wayne? I can't remember where it, it was. It was like in the Lincoln area, but it rattled their school pretty hard too. Yeah. College. So that shows that level of connectedness, first of all, because she was so intertwined in so many. She was a cheerleader. I mean, mm-hmm. she was very social. She was involved in a lot of things. She was a pageant queen. Yep. Obviously, as Miss Alliance. I mean, her entire platform was stomp out the stigma. Mm-hmm. Like she wrote, she wrote a book about the stigma of mental health mm-hmm. and sharing her own struggles with it. Um, and then unfortunately she lost her battle to depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. took her own life. And that connectedness, her involvement in all these activities, it touched so many lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it was publicized, people heard about it on Facebook or they read about it in the newspaper. And that increased the likelihood that these suicide attempts were going to increase in her local areas. Mm-hmm. I know that like specifically I had individuals um, at the college reach out to me for suicide prevention work. Cause a lot of, their students were beginning to show signs and make comments about wanting to take their life because they were close with her. I believe that was the same year that our town actually had a, a, a suicide at the college as well. Mm. I believe, was that the same year? It was either the same year or very shortly after. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember for sure. Um, so let's talk about what a contagion is. Do you want your phone there? Well, I'm going to let you... No, you passed it. Sorry. Okay. So, um, <laughs> mom says, got my new fuzzy pants on. What? Yeah. That's what mom says. Oh my God. She bought me the fluffiest robe today. 
God, I'm yeah. so excited. She said, got my new fuzzy pants and plush robe. Well, so she bought these sweatpants from Marisa's. Those are so soft. I do love them. And then she bought me a big fucking fluffy robe that as soon as you leave, I'm probably going to fucking put on. <laughs> so excited. Anyway, okay. let's go back to talking about contagion. Okay, so suicide risk associated with the knowledge of another person's suicidal behavior, either firsthand or through the media. So suicides that may be at least partially caused by contagion are sometimes called copycat suicides. Um, contagion can also contribute to a suicide cluster. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get more into the clusters here in a minute. So when you think about contagion, I think that also is referred to as the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Hines, like we talked about last week, that was his big platform is the ripple effect is that it's not always just one person, you know. What was that stat we had last week? It's like one for every one suicide, it touches like 135 lives. Yeah. So you think about that. That's one person who impacts 135 lives. And then let's say one person within that 135 decides to take their own life as well. And then you have another 135. And so it's a ripple effect. It's almost like dominoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a terrible way to look at it. But when you, when you think about that's what that contagion means, it's like for every one suicide, there's another person who's going to see that and think like, well, if, if, if they're going to do it, like one thing that we talk about with like pageant Queens or celebrities like Robin Williams, um, mm-hmm. Chester from Lincoln park, That's a big one. you know, when we start seeing those coming down and celebrities taking their own lives, um, people are like, this is this person who looks so happy all the time and they have everything. They have all the money in the world. They have, they don't ever have to hurt for anything. And if they can't find a solution, All's lost for me. Mm-hmm. Especially the the Robin. The, that was a good um, example. Was Robin Williams because every time you saw him, he's always smiling, always smiling, always joking. Mm-hmm. You would have never known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's a quick reminder to check on your happy friends. Mm-hmm. Check on your sad. Check on all your friends. So that's kind of like when we start looking at that contagion. Robin Williams, and I just use him because that's just the one that always pops into my head. Mm-hmm him taking his own life made a lot of other people feel totally helpless in their own battles with mental health. Like, well, if he can't do it, then neither can I, all hope is lost for me. Right. So that's kind of where that ripple effect idea comes from. So let's talk about clusters. Can me to read that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. This is also from the CDC. A group of suicides... So this is the definition of a cluster. Um, A group of suicides or suicide attempts or both that occur very close together in time and space than would normally be expected in the given community. So like an abnormal amount of attempts and completions. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to read that one. Mm-hmm. Some researchers divide clusters into one, mass clusters. So this is where suicides occur closer in time and would be expected by chances of media coverage. Mm-hmm. And then two, point clusters, which involve suicides or episodes of suicidal behavior localized in both time and geographic space, mm-hmm. often occurring within a small community. Yeah. So very similar. So the Center for Suicide Prevention talks about this um, and their website is suicideinfo.ca. So something that they talk about is it's been long believed that when a contagion occurs, a cluster can develop. So a cluster is like an after effect of a contagion. Um, 
So again, that same definition, behaviors or suicides that fall within an accelerated time frame within a defined geological area. Pepper, what are we yelling at us for? Um, so there's two main types of clusters. There's a mass cluster, um, which involves suicides in, that cluster in time, irrespective of geography. Um, and then point clusters involve suicides that are close in time and or space. So mass clusters often occur because of influence, such as um, influences from media reports like celebrities. Um, point clusters often occur within institutional settings like hospitals, prisons, schools, or distinct communities. Um, God, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog. I have no idea what she's barking at. So Marilyn Monroe, that con controversial death is often cited as a case of copycat effects. So there was a rise in suicides after Marilyn Monroe died by 12% just during the month after her death. Um, so there are studies that show similar parallels between confirmed suicides of celebrities and ensuing news coverage of them. I keep getting distracted by Gypsy. I'm wondering what the fuck she's barking at out there. I know. Um, so the, the Werther effect was actually coined by David Phillips in the 1970s. Um, and essentially it came from a novel by Goethe called The Sorrows of Young Werther. So the hero tragically dies uh, by suicide after a failed love affair. So then there was this huge fear of a real life contagion ensuing that young people would read the book and then want to take their own lives. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of where the Werther effect was born. Um, That's so interesting. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. um, there are people who don't necessarily agree with this research, but as we're starting to get more studies on it, more people are getting on board. So as of 2009, there were some researchers that were questioning this. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're starting to get some more coverage. So we're looking at agencies like the CDC, the World Health Organization, the Canadian Psychiatric Association, and they're all kind of getting on board with this contagion effect. Mm -hmm. um, this website is just giving a lot of examples. Um, so if we go down and we start talking about where mass clusters are a topic of debate, there's no mistaking the phenomenon of point clusters. So point clusters exist in mainstream society. So there are some examples here. Do you want to read this one? Here. Um, a recent number of suicides in the small city of Red Deer, Alberta, is showing potential characteristics of a point cluster. So this is where six high school males all had killed themselves um, in the previous year. Um, whether these individuals knew each other and were influenced by one another's actions are still very unclear. Um, a Facebook page was set up by three Red Deer girls to support those affected by the suicides. Um, and perhaps this is how the peers um, of the deceased are hoping to respond to the suicides respectfully without inciting more cases. Um, oh, that's interesting. What are you looking at? This? Yeah, well, so here, the media only began to report after these grassroots actions were taken. So the media mm -hmm. didn't report these suicides until these girls started a Facebook page about mm -hmm. it. So it just goes to show that, like, the suicides themselves were underreported until they were acknowledged via social media. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, so mm. that's interesting, too. So point clusters seem to be a major problem in some indigenous communities. Which is... I didn't even think about bringing that up, but it's very important to talk about in our area for sure. Absolutely. 
So there's a lot of native reserves that consist of individuals who are closely related and share the same social predicaments. So the impact of a single suicide is often felt by that entire community of people. Mm-hmm. We've actually seen one on the reservation, a contagion or a cluster, if you will, um, where one young girl took her life up on the reservation and it rippled through the entire reservation and there were multiple suicide attempts and completions after her. So suicide on the reservations um, in kiddos who are very like alarmingly young are so common. Like I have goosebumps just talking about it. It's yeah. We're looking at kiddos who are like five, six, seven, eight, who are struggling with ideations and suicide attempts. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's what they see. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, so point clusters can also manifest as echo clusters. So this is referring to clusters that occur over an extended period of time after the original cluster. So a single suicide death can resonate for months to come. So just because it doesn't, like these contagion effects and these cluster effects don't start happening immediately following the completion, mm-hmm. that initial completion resonates throughout time and so the echo effects are essentially like the suicides that follow that mm-hmm. you're making a face what are you looking at i'm reading um so often these continued wounds are called acculturative stress so it inhibits the health of a growth it inhibits the growth of a healthy environment so the young people continue to be increasingly vulnerable to suicides and suicide contagion effects mm-hmm. What are you looking at? Nothing. Just reading. Okay. So there's an... Um, Do we go up? Yeah, go back up. You went down really fast and I wasn't prepared. So let's talk about this piece. Mm-hmm. So I'll read the sentence and you tell me what you think about it. So this again is from suicideinfo.ca, the Center for Suicide Prevention. It says, indeed, suicide can become normalized, can become a normalized response to a seemingly hopeless existence and these dire circumstances can further be exacerbated if the community formally chooses not to address the situation. So let's talk about that for a minute. I have to read it again. Suicide can become a normalized response to a seemingly hopeless existence. And these dire circumstances can further be exacerbated if the community formally chooses not to address the situation. <sighs> I would say so. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is poverty mm-hmm. and substance use. I think it's really, yes. Yes. Because if, uh, if something isn't addressed appropriately, not even like addressed period, but addressed appropriately, it can really impact like the word that they use, normalized. It can be a normalized response. Right. Which is scary. Well, and that's kind of like we were just talking about. We had these young children, not just on the reservation. I mean, I know we made that very generalized statement. Um, But just, you know, to get personal, my nine-year-old has made statements about not wanting to be alive. Mm -hmm. And that's very concerning at nine years old that that's an option. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it becomes that thing where not only are we, like, stomping out the stigma and we're talking about it more, but if we're not talking about it in ways that are appropriate and effective and preventative, then suicide becomes a normal method of coping with issues right and that's there's just the thought of that being like a normalized thing in society is it's sad and it's scary well and we think about like generational trauma right 
-hmm. you know, you're more likely to attempt or die by suicide if you have a close relative that has died by suicide. Mm -hmm. When it's in your bubble, it's in your bubble. And that's something we talk about a lot in prevention methods. When suicide's in your bubble, it's in your bubble. And then it kind of becomes like a solution for even the smallest problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wish Amy could be here because she uses this example a lot. She says after she lost her cousin to suicide, even the smallest inconveniences, it was like, oh, I failed my test. I'm just going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. It became such like a second nature. Like this is a solution to my problem. Mm -hmm. Even though like realistically she knew like that's not the solution. It became a normalized part of her world because it was talked about so much after someone you love dies by suicide. Right. So I, I wish she could have been here tonight with us because she could have like given some of her stellar examples. I still want to have her on this month. I'm going to make her. I'm just going to fucking drag her down here. <gasps> Pepper, don't do under the couch. She can't fit her little butt. <laughs> so sick of being goddamn fat. <laughs> um, anyway, do that. So something that we came across that makes me actually really, really sad um, is 13 Reasons Why. Now, the whole idea behind the show was to raise awareness of suicide and to help prevent it um, among young people. Um, And I think it was a really cool thing that such a big platform, you know, Netflix, Selena Gomez, like they put together this big project and they were able to like really like, because talking about mental health and especially suicide is such a taboo thing. Yeah. And so the fact that they were able to like, put on like this entire series. I was like, fuck yeah. Can I just say too? I, and I loved it too. Well, and that's what I was about to say. Not to like change like well, how we're about to this, Yeah. Not to like bring light to a really, really, really fucking terrible statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors did a fucking phenomenal oh job portraying the most painful, heart-wrenching situations. I mean, we're talking about rape and abuse and substance abuse and domestic violence mm-hmm. and chronic suicidal ideations and blame and guilt and shame and like so many difficult topics. And these actors were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I just, like I said, not to bring light to a really, really fucking dark statistic that we're about to throw out there. Yeah. So like I, as soon as when this show came out, I was like, I was all for it. I Mm -hmm. like, even now I'm still kind of like, I really like the idea behind the show. Well, and so it's it's actually based on a novel by Jay Asher from mm-hmm. 2007. So it, it essentially follows a high school girl um, named Hannah Baker who takes her own life. And she, like, releases these ta- these 13 different tapes of, like, reasons why she took her, took her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of talks about, like, different people and influences they had and, like, how she perceived things. But it also goes through and it shows, like, those other people's perspectives of what was happening in their lives. Hello, Pepper. Come here. She's like, no. Um, but there on April 29th of 2019, I believe, the Journal of Ameri- the Journal of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry posted a really, really awful report. So the study states that the show 13 Reasons Why was directly associated with a 28.9% increase in suicide rates among U.S. youth ages 10 to 17 in the month of April 2017. Just in a month. Following the show's release. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Obviously, like, 
And I like that they point this out. An association is not the same thing as causality. Right. So that means like the show didn't cause these people to take their own lives, but it was associated with their death. Mm -hmm. That just really fucking breaks my heart. Um, A study from the University of Pennsylvania published a week earlier showed that suicide risk decreased for students who watched it all the way to the end of season two. So if they stopped in the middle, they were at a higher risk of attempting. Yeah, because that first season was really focused on Hannah Baker's suicide and all of the trauma that she endured. Um, The remainder of the seasons, I believe there's, what, three seasons, maybe four, before they quit filming. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's three seasons. I think I only watched two. Um, Is more about like the the aftermath so like the what the students are enduring are is there going to be justice brought after all of these things are found out about her death and right all that stuff and it's a it's much more hopeful <laughs> like the first season is yikes and the second season has a very traumatic scene in it um but it continues to get like more hopeful and like it's much happier yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah I will say they did a good job at, like, the end of every episode. They did put, like, the suicide provision hotline number on there, like, Mm -hmm. domestic violence resources. But I do think there was a sense of glorification of suicide in the show. Not intentional. Right. But I I think that suicide itself was a little bit glorified. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of one of the big concerns. Um, They do go ahead and say that there were some other factors as well. Um, The suicide of Soundgarden's Chris Cornell in May of 2017 may also have contributed to that spike. So there were a couple other like celebrities who took their own life by suicide around the same time that 13 Reasons Why mm-hmm. was released that could have contributed to that. Um, however, what we're seeing is regardless of anything else, the suicide rate following the release of 13 Reasons Why um, and during the marketing push that preceded it definitely had some association with the increase of suicide rates. So in this article that we're reading, they go back to the Werther effect. It says a notable example provides the basis for the famous Werther effect. In 1774, a rash of suicides followed the publication of the novel Sorrows of Young Werther. Um, So then the the novel, The 13 Reasons Why, was the most banned book in American schools in the year 2017. For exactly the same reason. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Um, There have been some more recent studies that also suggest that news coverage of suicide plays a role in roughly 10% of suicides by young people um, younger than 25. So I dislike this statement, either by giving use the idea to commit suicide or by providing use already contemplating suicide with information about a specific method. We've already kind of debunked that. If they're already thinking about suicide, there's nothing that I can do to change their mind. You can't give them the idea. They already have the idea. I mean, we're talking about five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds having thoughts of suicide and dying, they already have the idea. So we've already debunked that. Um, I can see how it would like give youth who are struggling with ideations, ideas about specific methods. Like, you know, like this, the suicide scene in 13 reasons why was very explicit, Mm -hmm. you know, so it does give kind of directions to somebody who may not have an actual plan in place. Which sucks because, like, I feel like this is really the grass is greener situation. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, it's easier to say, like, it was such an explicit scene and, and that can give someone ideas. But on the other side of it, it's it's such an explicit scene and it's not talked about. Yeah. Oh, shit. So the writer 
um, Nick Chef, mm -hmm. a writer on the show, was himself a sur survivor of a suicide attempt. Yeah. So he defended that to an, like, he defended the show's representation in a letter to Vanity Fair. Um, and there is also an extended warning video that precedes the very first episode. Um, I believe at the end of the series, too, they had, like, um, like a little talk show where they all of the um, actors were interviewed and they all talked about suicide prevention and they're all very like well educated on the topic like yeah. they they all know a whole lot about it and um they provide a lot of really good information not just on suicide but on all of the traumatic topics that yeah. were covered yeah unfortunately when netflix responded to some of this stuff it mm -hmm. was very brash is might be the right word it's a critically important topic and we've worked hard to ensure that we handle the sensitive issue responsibly it's just so like cookie cutter mm -hmm. you know there was no respect for the people who did take their own lives following the completion of the right. show like um and so this article in the new yorker says the claim of good intentions is the kind of response we've come to expect from tech companies in particular right um so it's kind of like an apology without consequence oops sorry we had the best of intentions mm -hmm. you know so there's no taking responsibility or saying like we didn't it's, think about that it's yeah but yeah exactly um so that's kind of what we're looking at when we start oh yeah the release of season three so that was an article by the new yorker just kind of showing that were effect in action mm -hmm. which makes me so fucking sad so mm -hmm. sad Yes, ma'am. Um, I think the only other thing we had on here was like copycat suicides. And that's essentially the same thing as a contagion. It's essentially watching how someone dies, whether it's publicized or someone you know, and then repeating that same method to take your own life. Mm -hmm. So that's what a copycat suicide is. Um, there's a lot of other like really good terminology in here. Um, in the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, there's some stellar terminology. Um, so we look at like intervention is activity set in place to decrease risk factors. Mm -hmm. Lethal means. So if you ever hear someone talk about lethal means, that's the method of suicide that they are going to use to take their own life. So we've kind of talked about last week, we were saying like, how do you talk to somebody? You ask them, do they have access to means? Means are what they're going to use to take their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, we have people with lived experience, people having lived through a suicide attempt or a suicidal crisis. Oh, that would be a good topic. Non-suicidal self-injury. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a good topic. Anyway, prevention is any activities implemented prior, um, to somebody dying by suicide and postvention is what happens after. So with the loss team that I talked about last week, we do postvention as prevention. So we reach out after the completion of a suicide, after somebody has passed mm -hmm. um, in an effort to prevent these contagion effects and this ripple effect from happening within families and friend groups. So that's kind of just some of like the terminology that we have in here. Oh my, oh my God. Pepper is like right underneath me and I'm so scared to move fast because I just want her to love me. <laughs> She's gone. Oh my dad, did she run away? You move too fast. So that's our episode this week, y'all. 
Woohoo. Again, if you're having thoughts of suicide or you know someone who's struggling with suicide, don't hesitate to reach out and get help. We'll again post the number to the suicide prevention hotline. It's 1 800 273 8255. So, yep. Or you can text um, help to 741 741. Mm-hmm. Both of those are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Do you have a quote? I do. It's Barack Obama. Oh, love. Says to anyone out there who's hurting, it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of strength. Oh, love. Love, love, love. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye.